This episode deals with a traumatic event involving the death of a child and may not be suitable for all listeners. You're listening to This Is My Story. I'm Ruth O'Reilly-Smith. This show is all about sharing stories of how God's amazing love has changed lives forever. On the 17th of July, 2016, 15-year-old Natasha Edna Laparouse was traveling to France for a holiday with her best friend, Bethany, and her father, Nadine. After suffering an allergic reaction, Natasha fell extremely ill and tragically died whilst on board the plane in the arms of her father. 15-year-old Natasha Ednan Laparouz died after having a severe allergic reaction to sesame seeds in a Pret-a-Manger baguette. 15-year-old was scrupulous in scrutinising what she ate, and so were her family. My heart goes out um, to the parents. It's unimaginable uh, to face the type of loss that they've faced, and, and we do need to act. Ednan Laparouz was enjoying what she described as the best summer of her life. Heading off to Nice with a close friend and her dad, the flight was two hours long. By the time it landed, her life was at an end. In the years following, Nadim and his wife Tanya have dedicated their lives to changing the law around food labelling to make sure that what happened to Natasha will never happen again. And throughout their ordeal, God has shown himself in an incredible way to comfort and strengthen them. This is their story. She was a child who had a sort of a naturally kind of moral compass facing in the right direction. She was, she was, she was good at making the right choices. It was very easy to reason with her so that she would understand why something she couldn't do something or wasn't allowed to do something. And she was quite accepting as soon as she understood it. Um, And she was a very loving daughter. She was huge fun, great sense of humor, but also really loving and you know sometimes we see we see our children we see how wise they are and they teach us an awful lot and I think we found that with Natasha from a very early age. She was a wonderful wonderful bubbly energetic child full of uh, great positivity and, and, and really creative as well with her hands always making things. I saw so much of myself in her you know as well I really we couldn't have asked for a more blessed situation to have such an adorable daughter. Natasha's positivity as a child came despite the challenges of living with numerous allergies and intolerances. Her first anaphylactic reaction, which nearly killed her, was from banana. But by the time she had a blood test when she was about two years old, they said that she wasn't allergic to banana anymore. However, we didn't trust that maybe something could I don't know it could resurge or something so we we never actually gave her banana again it was it was just too frightening um but really her her allergies were dairy so milk from a cow cow's milk um eggs she was very allergic to and nuts and seeds she was never really um tested for peanut and for all tree nuts but because we knew she was allergic to a few of those, it was just easier to avoid them all rather than take a chance. And, and that, that's how we we kind of um, 
we we stated those as her allergens and that's what we avoided um, during her life. For her, it was quite painful growing up. Um, and as she got older, she had to really miss out on many situations because of food and also asthma. She had allergic asthma. We were very almost sort of military type operations. We always had certain ways of doing things, certain ways of cleaning things up to stop cross-contamination, um, for example, and thinking ahead always when we're traveling, oh, well, we won't be able to stop and buy something, so we'll prepare something in advance and take it with us. So we're very, very conscious of the situation, as was Natasha, and as were her best friends. And this is something we factored into the way we lived our lives and was, I should say, the norm, the absolute normal way of being for us. We all just would would fit in with, with Natasha. So, for instance, we had a dairy-free um, margarine, which we all ate, um, the, the only thing I, there were two things I would say that we did have in the house that she couldn't have. One was milk for tea and the other one was eggs. Alex absolutely adored scrambled eggs and Natasha would love to feed him the eggs. Um, she was already older by the time he was having those and very sensible, but she would love to <laughs> feed him. She would sniff the spoon first just to get a feeling of what he was eating. And then she would give him a mouthful when he was about maybe one and a half, two years old. And um, it, it was great to see that sort of love, um, understanding of herself, knowing that she could feed her baby brother, but she couldn't eat it herself. And it was something that was inside her. And I think all allergic children, if they have allergies from a young age, they tend to really understand how dangerous it would be for them to have that food. It's, it's like an instinct that they have that it really is not allowed to touch their skin or absolutely go anywhere near, you know, their mouths. In her mid-teens, Natasha was a high-achieving student who had a growing faith. But this was something that her father, Nadim, a successful entrepreneur, had no interest in. I wasn't having any of it or wanting to hear of any of it. It was not something or a conversation I would really entertain because I was just not interested at that time. I would have described myself as your archetypal entrepreneurial self-made businessman, you know, before with having uh, set up three companies, uh, been successful, you know, had got an MBE from at Buckingham Palace when I was really quite young and all these various, what we would call in this world, accolades that are, you might hold up and, and say, look at me, this is a reflection of who I am and my success, you know, and none of that, I might say, had anything to do with God or Jesus because I had at that time no belief whatsoever because I was doing everything and achieving, it seemed to me, uh, everything in my own strength. On the morning of the 17th of July 2016, Tanya dropped Natasha off at Heathrow Airport so she could enjoy a short holiday with her friend Bethany and her father. It was the first time we'd ever split the family holiday up. It was just for four days, this particular one. And, you know, she was 15 and she really wanted to go away with her best friend. And so um, Nadine was taking them for four days to Nice and we thought, well, it'd be a nice opportunity for Alex to do something special as well. So I stayed at home and he had um, a friend coming over. We had, you know, four days planned um, in London. What should have been a brilliant holiday, you know, going to south of France with, for the first time, taking Natasha's very, very best friend with us. Um, you know, joyous event for the two children and me really being a chaperone, you know, because I speak fluent French. So I, I you know, was going to be there and help them get around and help them have fun and enjoy themselves. 
So on the day, I mean, we remember the whole week before she died, day by day, minute by minute, practically, because we've thought of it so many times. Um, on that morning, we had to leave early because I was dropping them off to the airport and they had the first flight going out to Nice. And I, I remember it so clearly. It was it was a very quick hug. It was, you know, they were rushing and I hugged them all and I gave Natasha a hug and I wished her a very happy holiday and off they went and I got back in the car and I drove I drove home so it was it was very quick and non-remarkable and of course when you look back on it you want it to be the most remarkable moment of your life because it's the last time you hold someone that you love dearly and you 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 whisper something in their ear and you just want to say so much to them in retrospect and you can't um, but not knowing what was about to unfold it was just very quick and it was just a have a great time well, it's an early morning flight I think the takeoff was around seven in the morning so we'd got up early and you know as all people tend to have a rumbling stomach early in the morning um, especially when you get up early and both children Bethany and Natasha were a bit hungry so we went to a sandwich place inside the airport um, on on the air side so just by near the gate of the airplane and we looked at what she could eat um, and picked one and I looked at it closely and it was fine and it had a, a, a label on it saying what was in what was in it Natasha looked at it closely um, which is always you know she was very aware and as did her friend Bethany and it was fine absolutely fine it said in on the label, she could eat what was on there. They had you know, artichokes, uh, olives, and some other things, all fine. Foods she loved. We purchased it, and we ate it there, just before getting onto the plane, minutes before, actually. Unbeknown to us, that sandwich was full of sesame seeds, hundreds of them, not visible to the naked eye because they were inside the dough of the bread and there was no mention of sesame seeds on it. Shortly after takeoff, Natasha began to show signs of an allergic reaction and things progressively got worse from there. One hour into the flight, things had gotten really bad. And, um, you know, we had already at that point injected her twice with two adrenaline injections uh, that we always carried with us and they had made no difference. Um, to her to, to her recovery and it just minute by minute got worse and worse until she felt limp and unconscious and putting on the oxygen mask from the plane with an oxygen bottle uh, and putting it on full whack the full maximum strength made no difference uh, to her at all she slumped unconscious we lay her down on the floor and just by behind the cockpit with a doctor junior doctor that I'd called out for uh, and who came, who was only just finished his education and passed his exams the day before. So this was unbelievable for him to be put in that situation. We did everything in vain, compression, CPR, etc., mouth to mouth. And so none of it was, was making a difference as her heart rate dropped. She went into multiple cardiac arrest because she couldn't breathe. The oxygen couldn't go down into her lungs uh, from a swelled up throat. Uh, and the plane landed. She was completely unconscious on the floor. Um, and as the plane doors opened, 
at the front, five paramedics from French paramedics rushed in. They were waiting um, and they got to work. This constant CPR from these big, big, burly uh, paramedics, they actually broke all her ribs. The pilot had opened the door. He was standing there crying his eyes out, as were the, the steward and the stewardess. We, I was just at that point talking non-stop you can do it Tashi come on Natasha you can you can win the race you can get through this I know you're strong 140 people were offloaded from the rear of the plane so we're now left as the only people on the plane battling to save our life 40 minutes passed while we're on the ground etc and it just was getting worse and worse in the sense that the, the fade it was fading more and more and more the paramedics were sweating profusely and exhausted from the CPR her best friend Bethany was in a seat at the front of the plane just praying she was a very strong Christian faith because uh, her father is a pastor very very strong faith she was constantly praying uh, not that I was aware of that per se at the time because I was in the battle zone and it was at this time with Natasha unconscious on the floor and her best friend praying hard that something incredible happened. Just suddenly, those, the angels, five of them, appeared as, as humans, miniature humans, really human beings, long, like skinny beans, just like us, with wings uh, coming off their backs, moving and hovering from her head to her feet, all in a line, moving around. And in this really amazing soft yellow light that was very bright, but not, not bright that makes you sort of close your eyes because it's too bright and everything around them disappeared except for Natasha was just there uh, all the paramedics just disappeared from my view and I was so shocked by what I saw literally my eyes I was like what is that and it dawned on me that that this might mean something final and I whooshed them away with my, with my arm I said yeah, it's not her time and as I did that they, they disappeared and, and Natasha died So horrific what happened uh, to, to witness that like a battle that um, when I think about it again. So that's how as a simple human being, like a, a foolish man that I was, brought to my knees and, and came to God. Despite trying desperately to get on the next flight to Nice, Tanya had to say goodbye to her daughter Natasha over the phone. She was eventually able to join Nadim, and they made plans to bring their daughter back home. We asked the CEO of British Airways to have the same pilot who flew us out to fly us back in, in the commercial flight and to bring her body back in a coffin in the same plane with us, that we were going to bring her home. Her parents were going to bring her home. She was not alone. That sense of great responsibility and duty as a parent In the midst of crushing grief, Nadim and Tanya had to both reconcile their trauma with this dramatic supernatural encounter. For Nadim, who could no longer deny God's existence, this journey began at the very church that his daughter had been attending. There was so much love and kindness that 
suddenly came to us from people, um, particularly from Natasha's church, where she was go to youth group on Friday night, uh, and Bethany's her parents and the whole church community that I had not known at, at all at this point had been praying for us uh, and, and overwhelmed us really with their love and their kindness and their understanding, I should say, which is something I'd never experienced before from people. I'd always lived a life of fighting, essentially, you know, sword and shield fighting. And and so that level of kindness I'd never experienced before and collective kindness from people who I didn't even know. We went to Natasha's church exactly one week after she died. Um, and we were surrounded by hundreds of people at this church, which is an evangelical church. Um, and, um, you know, we really, Tanya and I were enveloped with their love. And that was really helped enormously with what I'd seen, that vision, to bring me into the fold of starting to have that faith, my journey to faith. And I think about our journey, where we are today, you know, frankly, we are only saved by God now. Otherwise, if God had not shown me those angels, I would not have taken that fork in the road that took me in the new direction to faith. Had I not had that, it's for sure I would have committed suicide uh, afterwards because that only the faith has saved me. And, uh, and, and our family. For Nadim, this new faith has resulted in living life in a new way, no longer just striving to achieve, but now on a journey following Christ. I was someone, as I said, who'd done in the absence of God, not wanting God or acknowledging that I am actually a child of God. We all are, and we are on this planet and we are creations in, in, in his image and so on. But um, that did everything on my own, in my own strength, my own battles for my own glory. And a huge thing happened, Natasha's death. And now I've, my compass has been flipped the other way and my understanding of the world and, and people and creatures, all that God has made, everything has totally changed. An inquest into Natasha's death in 2018 found that the shop which sold the sandwich to Natasha had inadequate allergy labelling. Tanya and Nadim began a campaign for a change in the law and founded the Natasha Allergy Research Foundation. I, I myself, I was in a difficult place where I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was just grieving and I was praying to God to give me purpose. And I, I heard from him, just be patient, just be patient. And, and we know it's always in God's time and not our own. And then it just, when things started happening, they just happened with such, so rapid and they were so amazing and things were happening that we couldn't have created and done ourselves. They just, everything flowed. We knew that God was in it. And because it was just so obvious that God was doing this for us, um, you know, that the foundation was launched last year and, you know, the, the successes that it's had 
have just been, you know, his name is written all over them. So what we're doing is we, we're fundraising for allergy research, which is really underfunded in this country um, for the amount of people that suffer from allergies. Um, and that's something that's really, really important. But we're also raising education and awareness about allergies because it's just as important for people who don't have allergies to understand the severity because it's their actions that can actually um, create somebody's you know illness or even you know even a death and then advocacy and law so looking at the holes where people with allergies suffer and where their lives are made really difficult and dangerous um, because of um, problems with the law and trying to fix that as well so we, we're certainly busy um, but it's also fair to say that God has given us an amazing team of people who are supporting us and helping us and the public have just taken our cause into their hearts and you know for this we are so incredibly grateful Nadim and Tanya have been relentless in their pursuit for a change in the law in order to make sure that Natasha's story is not repeated. Guided by their faith, they have dedicated their lives to the protection of others like their daughter, meeting politicians, business leaders and lawmakers along the way. Allergic reaction to a sandwich. It led to a family to call for a change in legislation asking food chains to display allergy. All of us at Brett want meaningful change to come from this tragedy. There is a loophole in the law. There was no labelling on there. So she, she wasn't to know, and, and that's, that's the problem. Natasha's death led her family to call for a change in the law. And almost three years on, they have won their battle. In September 2019, Natasha's legacy was laid in Parliament and is known as Natasha's Law. It includes stricter requirements for pre-packaged foods to carry a full list of ingredients. It is enshrined in legislation in England, Wales and Northern Ireland and will follow at a later date in Scotland. Natasha's law will come into effect in October 2021. been listening to This Is My Story with Nadim and Tanya Edmund Laparouse. Make sure you share and subscribe. And to hear more podcasts from UCB, you can download the UCB Player app or search UCB wherever you get your podcasts. UCB.co.uk